All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I got my uh, co-host, Brian Gold, here. How's it going, guys? And we got our new friend. Dr. Jordan. How are you guys? Dr. Jordan, thanks for being here, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for uh, Y-strapping me. Yeah. <laughs> great experience. Amazing experience. Jay almost fucking dropped the camera, but yeah. great experience. And for those out there listening that don't know what a Y-strap is, why don't you give us a little uh, background on that and then yourself as well? Yeah, so it's a chiropractic adjustment. And obviously the thought process is to decompress the spine. And um, if you think like back to like math, like let's say in middle school, right? You have the x-axis, y-axis. The spine's obviously in the y-axis. And so it's a decompression adjustment to get motion to the spine in a different plane than, you know, different force of vector pretty much. Yeah, I felt it <laughs> from my head to my tail. Yeah. What is the... What is the cause of, of compression in the spine? I mean, I'm sure there's a, a lot, but gravity, obviously, one. Yes, posture is probably the biggest thing. Yeah. Right? We're all hunched over. And... Yeah. How do you move during the course of the day? How you sleep? How you work? How you play? How you move? But posture is obviously probably the biggest thing that, and day-to-day aspect-wise, for sure. Well, like you said when I was there, um, sitting is the new smoking. Yeah, most people, right, who's, who I see in my office, they just sit at a desk from 9 to 5 all day long on a computer and then they go home and sit watch tv on the phones they sit in a car on the way yeah there. exactly depending on the commute yeah we usually do a lot more sitting than we do anything else these 100%. days 100 percent. and it used to be just at the end of the day you would sit down and kind of relax yeah. and you're more moving around so we've seen the health of uh, our population decline based off of our habits yeah, it's crazy to say like even like going back to like you know, like um, just bringing that up, like pictures, like you see from like the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, like most people didn't even exercise. Most people nope. didn't really follow a specific diet or game plan of that. But you look at photos, most people are physically and metabolically looking pretty healthy looking. Mm-hmm. Right? Look at pictures today, now, yeah. most people are overweight or, or, or obese. So you're like, okay, well, something's changed. Yeah. And most people stood for a living, no yeah. matter what the trade was. Lifestyle, food. Yeah. yeah. It's very interesting. Um, in your opinion, is a lot of the aches and pains and the things that people complain about or take pain pills um, these days for, they are normally like, you know, probably based off of just things being in the wrong places and. Potentially, like, I think stress is a big thing. Yeah. And obviously, how stress compounds in the body, they're positively or, and or negatively. Now I think going back to like, you know, stress in general, like there could be emotional stress, physical stress, like a job or sitting, like you kind of mentioned, and or obviously chemical stress. And some of those things we have control over and some we don't. But obviously if that manifests in the body and leads to a, a point of something, it obviously can lead to either a positive change in regards to your health and or a negative change in regards to your health and leads to, you know, symptoms or warning signals that some may experience. And obviously you're trying to educate people, obviously, how do we be healthy? Yeah. And start with the easy things first, then obviously adding chiropractic as a way to like help manage stress and tension, either posturally and or just motion to the spine so you can have a healthy functioning spine. But also what's inside the spine is the nerves and the nervous system. So you want that to obviously be stress-free as possible so your body then can have the ability to self-adapt and self-heal, self-regulate. Exactly. Um, You said uh, uh, mental stress. So do you find that... uh heartbroken or people that are in a negative headspace or or depressed they can their body can actually lock up and 100 right i think for me personally experiencing like you lose somebody in your life or you have emotional stress it's just way different than a physical stress 
and how it manifests is very unique and different, but it definitely is heavy. And I think obviously when your body goes into like any fight or flight mode of stress and tension, typically the natural response is to like clamp down or like go yeah. into protective mode, right? So it could be like you said, either depression or anxiety or men you know any mental overload of stress and tension can definitely negatively impact your quality of health and overall your quality of life for sure. Well, what about all the stigmatisms of, you know, people talking about how going to the chiropractor will make it worse or cracking your knuckles is going to give you arthritis, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Can we kind of debunk some of that? Sure. I'm I mean, a knuckle cracker. Yeah. yeah. We got it here. I mean, don't definitely don't crack your own spine for sure. You see people yeah. like doing like this stuff all the time. Like if you're just moving and grooving, that's fine. But if you're trying to force things to move, the thought process is why? And any joint in the body wants and needs and craves motion and movement, which is the whole premise of chiropractic to start with and of an adjustment is to restore motion to the joints. But obviously from a standpoint of creating that environment, you definitely want to make sure stress and tension is at a minimum and that can definitely build through posture, life, stress and tension. But going back to your question, just, you know, motion is the key to everything. If the spine's moving healthy, then obviously from a function standpoint, the function is going to be at a high level and irritation, inflammation, scar tissue formation is probably going to be at a lower level. And obviously from a standpoint of most people don't see a chiropractor and yeah, so they're, they're, they're trying to get motion through the body by doing something. But a lot of times the area that's stuck, that's the difference. Obviously self poppers or self crackers, you're not really moving the area that's stuck. Like I can't adjust myself either. So I go see my chiropractor on a weekly basis. We're trying to find out which segments of the whole entire unit are not moving well let's restore function to those, you know, kind of stuck or restricted areas. So the whole unit then can move well and balance is in check and motions in check and a stress-free environment so your body can self-adapt and self-regulate. A lot of times when, when, when one area is really stuck and you have a, a self-popper or self-cracker, typically you're adjusting or releasing, I guess I would say more releasing the areas above or below the stuck segment. And that's why you get a temporary relief of endorphins. It feels good for a little bit, then it comes right back. And so, you know, a little bit different, obviously, from a specific chiropractic adjustment, we're trying to, hey, evaluate first which areas are, are not moving well and how do we work on correcting those things. So if I crack my knuckles, am I going to get arthritis? <laughs> uh, good question. So from a standpoint of motion, like, obviously, there's a, probably a better way to move things in a healthier way, right? But if you're trying to force, like, you know, from side to side or away from, like, a normal range of motion thought process that can definitely create potentially negative stress and tension through an area. All right, I'll still keep cracking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a question. So I, I broke my toe uh, kicking the couch like uh, a few years back. That fucking hurts. Yeah, it was sideways. <laughs> so and obviously I like right away, I looked down and my toe was sideways and I grabbed it and cracked it back. And, uh, and it was pretty swollen and messed up. And you know, this just leads into your multitude of things that are happening because the unit's not proper. Um, then I was at work, obviously nursing that foot or being ginger on it. And I was climbing up a ladder and I hurt my back. And I basically, because I was not walking normally, I, I was trying to nurse that toe. And then I had this back problem and it kind of seemed like things were just compounding based off of one little toe in the middle of my foot. It's, it, it's, it's funny that, you know, obviously it is a unit compensation for sure. And the littlest thing of a pinky toe or something. Uh, and next thing you know, everything's all out of whack. And it seems like I had one problem after, after the <laughs> next, you know, um, you find that every little thing being out of whack can be, a uh, uh, very detrimental to the full. Yeah. Either 
leading to something like that you're saying right because yeah. like, like your car for example if your alignment's off in your car and you're driving and it's like always pulling to a certain side i mean it's not going to be a, a smooth ride no and or potentially you know the car's not going to perform to that level and it's going to wear down unequally from side to side so one of the things that when people come to the office for an adjustment we're always looking at their feet and people are like well why do you always check their feet right well you're always looking for balance and oh. starts through like the feet going up to your hips which is the foundation of everything sacrum and pelvis um, but you want to make sure that you're, you know, pre-check and post-check, you're trying to create that, you know, that whole unit, like you're kind of mentioning to be as neutral as possible. So, you know, so things can function at a high level. Yeah. I think when I went in, I was off by over an inch. Yeah. On your, I think your right side was like definitely restricted and stuck and pretty short. Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. Shorter like in, in. Oh, it was like substantially shorter. Wow. Jail has the clip somewhere, but yeah. It was pretty crazy to see. So we're leaning to a certain way, or does it matter like right and left hand, or what somebody's? Uh, I think so much so like range the, of motion. Yeah, your posture. Like, how posture. do you sleep? Yeah. How do you move during the course of the day? How do you, you know, your work, your play, your activities? You know, what traumas you've experienced? I mean, your body's going to develop a pattern of something based upon those factors. Yeah. All right, going back to like your thought process, like compensation, or like, hey, toe hurts. Your body starts moving away from the that area to create like a you know, pattern to help take some pressure off your toe, but now it's like shifting up to your back. Yeah. Like it's definitely going to develop a pattern of something. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like wearing in a pair of blue jeans. Every pair is going to be different for the individual <laughs> yeah. unique yeah. wearer, you know, depending on if you keep your wallet in the back or whatever yeah. it might be. Yeah. Speaking uh, of that, I mean, that's something easy that anyone can, like any of your listeners can improve on is when you sit down and put your wallet in your front pocket. Cause well, that makes a big difference, right? Big time. Right. Cause it all starts in your foundation of your hips and your sacrum. I read that a long time ago, and I'm not a big wallet guy, but mm -hmm. uh, I did remove my wallet or my phone or anything from my back pocket as I read about that. Yeah, if your butt bones like sit, and you're going to be sitting like on an uneven surface, and all yeah. of a sudden you're going to create like a small distortion through your posture, and you're going to develop you're going to develop a pattern probably negatively away from neutral. Yeah, and then oh, you're... I can't even carry a gun in that position anymore, like backside hip and sit in the car. After like five ten minutes, I'm like, fuck, this hurts, <laughs> just because it's like sitting on your wallet. There's no comfortable way to sit in a car with a gun in your waist. <laughs> Center works. That that's still like kind of got to pull your pants up. Yeah, you sit down. D digging in your gut. You I'm know? a little worried by that position, dude. Yeah, <laughs> just in uh, case. Um, I had a question about uh, what percentage of people come into the office and are just super weary of the whole practice. Maybe they had an accident. Maybe they're experiencing some pain and somebody sent them your way and told yeah. them you're a good dude you need to go see dr jordan and they come in and they're tense as hell and they don't really <laughs> want to let you work i know i've been there in the position before so i know like first time with a chiropractor is it's a little nerve-wracking yeah, the, the, the trust factors at a high level right yeah. <laughs> versus like first time you show up like hey who is this person yeah i just met you let yeah. me uh put your neck in a really weird position yeah. Just breathe. <laughs> and I think from a standpoint, like you're always trying to develop like, uh, you know, the evaluation thought process, like, you know, what's going on, number one. So then you can um, build some of that confidence of like, hey, I know what's going on and I know I can help you. But every single person is so unique and different. And they've had past experiences of either good or bad seeing a chiropractor. And so you definitely have to, you know, work with them to help them as best you can, which is always the goal. But I think as the longer you do anything, the better experience you are, and you you know can definitely build that confidence factor to deliver a great adjustment to help somebody, and not be like, oh my God, they're nervous, so now I'm nervous. Like you don't ever want that, right? Because you're yeah. not going to be able to perform to the level of what you need to help that person improve. But 
Yeah, and people who you know 70 80 years old that you know haven't seen a chiropractor in 20 30 years and their past experience was terrible and they haven't seen a chiropractor for that, that long and then all of a sudden like you're the last resort to help them get better so everyone's unique and different for sure yeah i think you have a pretty good personality so i, I feel like it's you get in there and, and your personality seems very bubbly i'm sure it puts people at ease a little bit and they can kind of see that that you're in a helpful a helpful space oh yeah that's the first step for sure <laughs> yeah I mean, I can't even, I've been to lots of chiropractors myself. I've been to adjusted by lots of chiropractors, and there's some that I would never go back to. Really? <laughs> just because, like, that was, you know, just their, you know, their, their personality or their confidence, their technique, their expertise is maybe lacking. But then you've been to some other chiropractors that are amazing, right? And they have a great, you know, they have great confidence. They have a great skill set, delivered a great adjustment. Like, you can just feel like that sense of, like, okay, this person's going to help me. You know, I can trust them, or like, hey, like, this is not going to be good. And then usually if someone is tense during an adjustment and they're fighting you like crazy, like it's going to be hard to deliver a great adjustment, right? So you want to deliver that, you know, or instill in them that confidence factor, like, hey, I can help you, but you guys, you know, you do your best to help, you know, breathe and relax so I can, so I can help you. <laughs> yeah. What's the, somebody comes in as a new patient, what's the timeline on like people seeing real results? I know an initial adjustment can normally bring some relief. But yeah. What do you, what do you, uh, you know, what do you like to see from a patient in like intervals of coming in? Yeah, consistency, week, right? Weeks. Everyone's unique from the starting point, but consistency always wins. Yeah. And I always tell everyone like, you know, based upon you've had this symptom for X amount of long or this many length of time, getting worse, impacting your quality of health, impacting your daily quality of life. And all of a sudden you're expecting like, you know, Amazon Prime, one adjustment's yeah. going to fix everything. Like that's... You want to make sure you're setting them up for success and also setting yourself up for success. That's not a realistic expectation. But there are people like one adjustment. Oh my God, I felt amazing. Like I can sleep, you know, I'm feeling better. But, you know, just that consistency and repetition, then obviously we can have a realistic expectation like, hey, our goal is to make a change to something way better and retrain the function to do better so we can actually, you know, improve our quality of health, but also improve our quality of life. For someone that's just starting off with you, should they be coming twice a week for the first couple of weeks just to get that routine in? Yeah, most people will have them start three times a week for the first month so we can have an expectation of change or adaptation. So I go to the gym, right? If I go to the gym once in a month, you're gonna expect it, you're gonna be healthier than going zero, but you may not be seeing the results you're gonna wanna see in a month if you haven't had any consistency, right? But I also tell people if you've came in those three, you know, three times a week for a month, we should be getting better. On the flip side, if you're not getting better after like a month of having consistency, then obviously why? Like what's the thought process of no adaptation to anything better? But we should see change if you have consistency and expect difference to something, you know. Does that happen sometimes? Like if somebody comes in and they just, it, it isn't helping? Yes, then obviously you're, you're, you're figuring out from a standpoint, do we need to get an x-ray? Do we need to get an MRI? Do we need to change our, mo our game plan, our mode of action? Yeah. And even that point, like, you know, okay, we need to change this. Or we need to add like a Y-strap adjustment or add like a decompression table. And then all of a sudden, the next month, they take that massive leap of even, the, you know, the next percentage of progress or improvement you're looking at. But some people just take longer than other people. Like you, you think you kind of mentioned, like in the very beginning, they may feel like better right away, and other people may not feel better until visit like eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, until they start noticing a change. But as long as you're like you know pushing that needle of progress in the right direction, that's the biggest thing we're always looking for. What's going on with the with the back pain can be some of the most it's some oh. of the most debilitating 
there there is you know it literally makes you not want to continue on yeah. anymore it's that bad you know when you feel like you just can't get out of bed what, what what do you think the what is the like the cause of of these type of issues in humans these days i mean obviously we talked about the stress yeah, and our lifestyle our sleep and lifestyle lifestyle um, and, and what is going on inside of the body that is it's like is it just things compressed on nerves yeah, so going back to like function, yeah. right? Like how does a chiropractor impact a positive change through your health in general? You always want to have function to the joints, so having good alignment, which means good motion, good movement, good balance. And if you have those things, you're going to have less inflammation and then less scar tissue formation. So from a function structural standpoint, motion is going to be better, function is going to be better, all those things are going to be improved. On a healing perspective, like what's inside the spine is your nervous system, your brain, your spinal cord, your spinal nerves, which are the master control system of the whole entire body. So from a health perspective, you want to make sure that environment's as stress-free as possible, right? And obviously having a positive change in the joints will then improve function to break up scar tissue and get rid of inflammation, but then also create an environment where we have less stress and tension in the nervous system, where then your body has the ability to self-regulate and self-heal and self-adapt which is the whole premise of chiropractic care in general is a self-healing organism. And you're just trying to provide an adjustment to maximize that level of self-healing. But going back to like pain, and discomfort, like most people don't take care of themselves, right? Like do the easy things first, sleep, water, <laughs> nutrition, sunshine, positive mindset. I mean, exercise and movement, be aware of your posture. If you did most of those things, stretch, like most people would be healthy. But most people don't do any of those things, right? Yeah. Their, their report card is an F on sleep, an F on stress. Their nutrition's at a D. Their their water intake's at a, maybe at a C at best. And then all of a sudden, they show up and they realize, or they wonder why they're in pain or discomfort, right? You got to participate in your own health at least and show up. Like do you know eighty twenty rule? Be consistent most of the time, and then you can have a different conversation of expectation to see, hey, your health should be pretty good. Do you find with the lack of water intake and nutrient depletion by poor diet that it affects how much the joint should or shouldn't move? Probably hydration standpoint, right? Because I mean, from a hydration standpoint, your body's mostly made of water. So from a dehydration standpoint, every system in the body is probably not gonna function as, as best as it can if you're dehydrated. And then going to nutritional thing, most people eat what? Not probably organic and anti-inflammatory, very clean diet. Most people eat probably just basic American Fried diet, foods. which is not very good, right? Yeah. A lot of pro-inflammatory foods, you know, from a standpoint of- Sugar, fat, go, processed, pro Yeah, processed foods. Flour. See, yeah. yeah, exactly. So again, going back to like the conversation in the beginning, like 40s, 50s, most people were physically, metabolically healthier than we are now as a whole society in a world. And most people, what's, what's changed is nutrition, probably a big part of it, right? Because you go to the grocery store now, you think about most of the aisles, most of the foods in the middle aisles didn't even exist 80, 90, 100 years ago, right? And then it's, you, you, know, you break it down even more so, okay, like you can get a burger and fries and a shake or Coke at McDonald's for three bucks, but then to cook a organic grass-fed, you know, paleo burger at home, it's like 15 bucks a burger, right? For good ingredients. So obviously, yeah. you know, why is eating healthy so expensive? Let me see, well, you know. That's a whole different conversation, but from it's a real food. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, what are some tips that you can give to people out there for just, you know, breaking up the day to day, the day to day grind that you think could help them um, on their path to being in better shape? 
So going like to sitting is in a smoking. Most yeah. people who sit more um, during the course say the easiest thing, get up and move every hour. That's an easy tip that you can change your posture, get blood flow moving through your body and get away from developing your posture like a shrimp or a banana. You want to be able, like to get motion and movement through your body in the course of the day consistently. So one tip is just to get up and move. And if you can add stretching or walking or some exercise in between, awesome. But easy tip to skip and change your posture. Yeah. And then if you are sitting, like try to stay neutral. So don't like look down at your phone, computer hunching forward, like try to stay, hey, neutral eye level position, like actually sit back on your chair all the way, sit tall. Yeah. Like two easy tips to incorporate. And then obviously from a standpoint, you know, walking is probably the easiest thing from not even exercising wise, just get steps in. And I think like the number from a number standpoint, like 7,200 ish is like from a scientific research like number of like if you can shoot for that number specifically like dramatically the you know diabetes cancers like most of the major health issues in our country go significantly down if you can just get steps into the course of the day 7200 steps ish like somewhere in that ballpark yeah. range yeah so walking posture breaks and then the neutral posture and that's three easy tips that are all free yeah. that anyone can do if you can just hey be disciplined to make an effort to do those things yeah, and if you wear an Apple Watch, it gives you that reminder there as well. Go. It does. Yeah. I turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's a annoying, but it works. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, have a, I don't have a tracker, but as our family, we try to go for like a 30-minute walk every single night after dinner. Yeah. And just get outside and just move and then... Breathe and... Exactly. And, just breathe, yeah. you know, spend time together, get outside, Yeah. move. Do a little stretching. Sure. It's nice. How'd you end up in the, in the business? Yes, yeah, so my aunt and uncle are both chiropractors, and as obviously as a kid growing up, like to come down to visit and like the idea of being your own boss, yeah. running your own practice or having your own business, but also just helping people, working with your hands, and just kind of seeing the benefits myself of getting adjusted. I'm like, okay, I could, I could do that. I like that. Yeah, it's a what's the process schooling wise? So, so it's you a have, pretty long process, no? Yeah, so it's undergrad is four years. And then chiropractic school is four years. Okay. So it's a, lot it's of a commitment. But. It's a commitment, yeah. So eight years of a grind to get to the point where you can start your business. Yeah. And then actually the real works that's where the real work starts, right? Exactly. They didn't so. teach you the business. No, they, they teach you the zero, they teach a zero business. They teach you yeah. no like game plans of like, okay, marketing and how to serve people, how do you get people better? Mm -hmm. They just teach obviously how to get your license. How can you get your you know, how do you get your your your, your licensing to start pretty much? Yeah. Um, I mean, like you said, the business part is, is a lot of marketing and, and making people better. Um, yeah, trial by error. Like, did you yeah. have that moment when you finished school and, you know, and you kind of, I know you have family in the business, but I'm sure there was a moment where you're like, yeah. oh shit, now I gotta, yeah. now I gotta actually go out and how do I, this. Yeah. How to, uh, I think my son was, let's see, when I graduated, he was 10 months old. Uh -huh. So 10 month old, newborn, married, 250 grand in debt. Yeah. Start a new business from scratch, no clients, no money, maxing out credit cards. More debt. More debt. You're like, okay, I, got, I better figure this out very quickly. <laughs> Couldn't be terrifying. Yeah, so. We talk a lot about business on this show. How did you kind of get over that mental hurdle of, hey, I just left school with 250K in debt. I got a 10-month-old I have to provide for my wife, and now I'm going to go encumber more debt to take a chance on this business. How did you really get over that to push yourself to the next level? Because as you said, school doesn't teach you the 100%. business plan. I mean, motivated, right? Motivated not, to, I mean, I always bet on myself. So I know I'm gonna put the work in, the effort to grind. Like that's 
that's just who I am personally. But from a standpoint of like, okay, trial, trial by fire, you know, okay, trying anything, this works, let's keep doing that. This is terrible, that didn't work, let's, let's back that, let's never do that again. And obviously as you get better and you develop more confidence of doing things, I think, you know, that's made a major leap in my business and development of doing anything. It's, you know, experiencing the worst of, you know, from the bottom and developing a mindset of like, okay, well, how do you push and push and push until you find something that works? And then once you do, guess what? Keep doing that. And I think obviously it goes hand in hand of obviously business, but also then serving clients as well. Like it's like, hey, like, you know, going back to your question, you're like, well, what would you recommend people to get better? Well, now I know that we can get better if we follow this game plan. Yeah. And then same thing with business. Like, okay, well, that sucked. Let's never do that again. And obviously, wow, that was really good. Let's build upon that. And obviously, like the amount of information of any business, it's like, it doesn't matter if it's chiropractic, if it's XYZ business, find people who are successful. And now with like Instagram or social media, you can follow any people, you know, business yeah. and, and how they communicate, what's their demeanor like, like what are they doing? And it's, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, just and put your own personality and your own spin on it. But obviously you gotta be yourself and be you, but then also, you know, try those things and wow, that really worked or that didn't work type of thing. It's an easier time to be able to see YouTube and see other people in the business or in the walk, walk of life that you're in and you can emulate them or see what's working for them. So there is information out there, which is great. You yeah, know. so what I think also one of the biggest things like on the social media stuff, like I just follow all sorts of business people. Yeah. But let's say for a chiropractic example, I follow lots of chiropractors. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that like the way he put that to his clients or said that to the video to go out to the millions of people who potentially saw it, that resonated with me and I like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna start practicing that. And then all of a sudden you're trying to, because the whole thing is like, yes, you want to you want people to come in, but you also want to educate them the importance of why they need to incorporate chiropractic as part of their healing perspective or health perspective or wellness perspective. Yeah. So they keep coming back to you, right? So it's, it's a win-win in both regards. You're helping people get better, helping people stay better, but also from a business perspective, you want your clients to be repeat customers, right? And be um, repeat, you know, coming back in as well, right? What's the what's the percentage you would say of uh, word of mouth to advertised clients or walk-ins type of thing? I mean, you're definitely going to have a higher. If someone refers someone in for you know, hey, Doctor Jordan's awesome, go see him. Like the that's the best advertising. You're going yes, exactly, because they already pre-sold before they come in. Like, hey, this person can help me. Yeah. Versus like, let's say you're like doing marketing, like, hey, this guy. XYZ, whatever, picked him on the social media or picked him on Yelp or Google, one out of X amount of how many. Um, obviously, those things are going to be helpful if you have good reviews or have someone refer them in or they, they can see their, your face like on a video and see mm -hmm. your personality. And you can be like, oh, okay, I want to work with that person. I think it's a lot easier now than versus before, like, hey, yellow pages, call this number. Yeah. And it's like a crapshoot if, if you're going to get somebody good or bad type thing, right? Yeah. So, kind of blessing this, guys, I think, of social media. Like, they can see your work. You can get like testimonials of people saying good things. You can push like reviews on your platforms to like, okay, wow, he has a, he has a website, he has good reviews, he has good videos. I'll give this person a try. Yeah. But referrals are always by far the best for sure. Do you find with how you're creating the content now on social media that it's driven more traffic? Yeah. And <clears throat> when I was there with you, you were saying like, placing the microphone in certain places really gives you that audible crack so people can really feel what's going yep. on versus just the person being like, oh, that feels amazing versus yeah. hearing that snap crackle. 
you know, how, how does like Dr. Pimple Popper and like, I mean, those videos are addictive. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's people gross, like to hear like they like to hear like the crazy. I find like, myself in like rabbit holes of watching yeah. them. What was Jay sound when he, when he, when, I, when I just what did he say? <laughs> he wasn't expecting. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, oh shit, or something like that. Yeah, I heard yeah. it. Yeah, you almost dropped your rig. Yeah. So he was like shook or even taken back by it. But if you had the microphone and obviously I didn't come up with that idea, like I was telling you earlier, just find other people who are successful. Wow, that's a good idea. I'm that's gonna incorporate that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like then you have that that someone's like, Oh, that feels amazing, but they can also hear the adjustment. And it's like, okay, well, that's, that's awesome. It's a win-win. Well, like seeing the Y strap online, I didn't know until I experienced it with you. I was like, that looks amazing. But let's see how good it really feels. And it far surpassed what I thought it would be. It's a powerful adjustment for sure. So not everyone, I, I don't do that on everybody, but it's a great tool to have in your tool bag to help people as well. Because some people definitely need that and some people want that, but some people, you know, they're maybe super stiff or they're 400, 500 pounds. I mean, you gotta have different options to adjust somebody when they come into your office, but. It's, even, a, it's a little intimidating of a, of a, it's, of a, a it's a powerful adjustment, dude. Yeah. It's not a baby adjustment by any means. He's <laughs> putting the thing around your ear, yeah. strap over your the, chin. The, the, the whole process. Is, Again, going it, back it to like, hey, trust factor, breathe, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Well, what's going to happen? Your first experience? Yeah, even Jay, you know, for as much time as he spends on social media, he never saw a wise trap before and he didn't know what was coming next. Yeah. He just thought he was stretching me and then pop. <laughs> did you get adjusted as well no he wouldn't let me touch him he didn't no? have, he didn't have the confidence in me. <laughs> um what else you got going on in your life that's important to you family yeah but business when you're the business owner boss chiropractor it's a lot of work dude it's yeah it's work so do you find it uh, hard to balance it's a lot of work for sure. So like Sundays, I don't do anything for work. Try to just make sure that's a family day. Good. But the ratio of one to sevens or one one day off and six days on, it's, it's not a good ratio, dude. Yeah. So you're on six days a week. We're there five days a week, but then he's like Thursdays, I'm doing doing something, right? For the business, either social media stuff or you know, whatever needs to be done, scheduling people or making phone calls or taking opportunities like this, which is amazing. So thank you guys for having me. Yeah, Appreciate thanks for coming. coming. But you know, doing things that you can push your business you know, better, right? So I was trying to not having a day where, because like Monday, let's say the days I'm working and you're seeing X amount of people per day, like you want to make sure you're giving all your energy and attention to get people better. Yeah. But then obviously the business owner, you got you to do you gotta, you gotta, the, the business stuff is different than obviously serving people to get stuff. better, right? Like how yeah. you pay your bills and, and those type of things, right? Nurture your marriage and your kids and all, all that other things. stuff. It's yeah. definitely a juggle. Um, success has a price that people don't readily identify yep. a lot of times. Nope. And going back to like, you know, I mentioned before, like, you know, be, first I had no, you start from zero clients, you have no money, but you have all the time in the world. Yeah. Right. And obviously as you get better, you improve and change and you have success. Well, guess what? Now there's a higher price to pay and there's a, you have more yeah. money, more things, more bills usually too. Hundred percent. And then you have you more, have a lot less time. Yeah. Or you have to be more disciplined in your time to like, hey, like actually manage everything. Yeah. Yeah. And give it its its share of, of yourself. Yeah. Are there any tools people can do at home to kinda decompress their spine? I think a lot of the yoga practices, right? Like stretching, yoga practices in general is something easy that everyone can do without any having any equipment period, right? 
if you can go on YouTube or Google and type in a at home yoga routine, mm -hmm. or even spend, you know, I always encourage people, to, I give them exercises to do at home, but yes, spend five or 10 minutes a day stretching, right? Because I, I can I can give five or 10 minutes, everyone can. Yeah. I'm not gonna do an hour of stretching. I could, but I'm probably just honestly not going to spend an hour stretching. But I know I can be disciplined to do five or 10 minutes. But then all of a sudden, five or 10 minutes compounds to in a week, 35 to an over an hour of stretching, right? But I think from an easy standpoint of to decompress would just be, like we talked about before, being aware of your posture, getting your steps in. And if you can incorporate like any stretching or yoga practice, that'd be something easy, free that anyone can incorporate at home. How do you feel about those inversion tables? Yeah, I think I like those. Those are good. Obviously, how long can you be upside down before you're getting a positive benefit from decompressing your spine? But if you can do both, right, get adjusted, work on some stretching, and then add the inversion table, that'd be a great game plan. What's the, so the purpose is just to gravity the opposite direction, basically? Yeah. And kind of just stretch it all out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about the exercises, just kind of hanging or doing that type of stuff? Same thought process, right? Yeah. Those can be helpful as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just figured the inversion table kind of gives your neck a little yeah. gravity pull. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm not sure from a standpoint how long can someone be inverted upside down before the blood flow to their head yeah, starts to like, hey, I need to go back to counterproductive, right? I figure you're good for like five, ten minutes. A few minutes, yeah. I've personally never done one, so I can't, ex I can't speak from experience, so. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. I had one at my mom's house forever. Yeah. And we have a decompression table at our office, but that's, they're sitting, they're laying horizontal and it stretches the, you know, the neck or the low back. And then the Y-strap adjustment's a decompression adjustment. Any sleep, uh, any sleep tips for people? Um, side sleepers, back sleepers, anything that, that yeah, pillows? Neutral. Neutral. That's always the goal. Some, I mean, obviously if you sleep in your stomach, you have to turn your head left to right to breathe. Yes. So, so that's laying on your back is probably your best bet. Back or side. Back or side. Mm. And then is there any type of pillows or different things? I tend to like, I sleep on my side, but I tend to get my arm in a weird position, mm -hmm. which definitely causes some issues. Yeah. So when you say weird position, usually like get away from that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like neutral, right? So if yeah. you're on your back, like the pillow's going to be shorter in height because obviously the gap to fill the space between your bed and your head shorter versus the space between your neck and your shoulder. So is that, that's really important, huh? It's finding like more of a cube shaped pillow if you're a side sleeper probably to like support you. Yeah, so you keep your head way. neutral, right? So if the pillow's too short and now your head's doing this, that's not gonna be good. Pillow's too tall, head's doing this, not gonna that's be not good either. either. Same thing if on your back, no pillow, and your head's going back into extension all night, that's not gonna be amazing. And then if the pillow's too tall, pushing your head into flexion, that's not gonna be amazing either. So neutral is probably the easiest thing. And then when you wake up, do you feel good or bad, right? If you feel bad, well, it's either your bed or your pillow or your posture not supporting you well enough. Yeah. If you feel great and amazing and refreshed and energized, well, guess what? That's the whole premise of sleep is just to heal, right? Yeah. So if you feel great, then you're probably doing things correctly. And if you okay. feel like crap in the morning, then let's make a, some shifts or modifications of something different. It might be the thing that we uh, we spend money on all types of things in our life to make us feel better or look better or do. But the thing that I think that gets slept on the most uh, is is sleep, right? We, we spend less amount on our bedding and our and our things of that nature, or pay a very little attention to it, you know. Um, or just don't get enough quality sleep too, or right? Don't get enough, yeah. Like most people are up on all night on social media, blue lights. Yeah. So what time in the morning? Yeah, it's bad. Like one. 
<laughs> Two. I'm not up that late, but it. I do have my moments where like I spend a couple hours before I go to sleep, which definitely is not good. I'm usually on my laptop till like one or two. Are you? Yeah. yeah. In bed? No. Okay. Once okay. I go to bed, I'm You're out. out. Good. Yeah. I do everything downstairs. And you got then... a nice mattress though. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that'd be an easy tip right there is don't have like electronics in the bedroom. Yeah. Like, I try not to watch TV in bed, try not to eat in bed. Yeah. We don't watch TV in bed. I have a TV in my room, but yeah. it's never on. Um, I try to stay off my phone while I'm there, outside of it being on the floor to for my alarm. But and then now that after we had Ryan on the show, I keep my phone on the other side. Do you? Yeah. Um, that one kind of. Is that like with Wi-Fi or? Just keeping as much shit away from your head at you night see, as yeah. possible. He's a big uh, like a big uh, believer in they. He shuts down his panel. To his bedroom, like the yeah. Wi-Fi. Yeah. I don't know, like complete power. Oh, power. Yeah, he turns it off. So. Yeah. You, can, you can go to that extreme, right? I mean, you can definitely do lesser things too, like just turning your Wi-Fi off or having like the little like um, those stickers, the or EMF like blockers or things that are going to help lower the the radiation or the. Let me see. Yeah, he goes. He's next level with it. He like literally shuts down his panel, and they have like off switches and timers yeah. on everything, so that when they sleep, the the grid is down, yeah. so to speak. It yeah. takes a lot of discipline. It does. From a health perspective, it's probably amazing. It probably is, right? But it takes a lot more discipline. I've after. seen a lot of studies about... Uh, You've been sending them. People that sleep with like... I mean, there's there's this cancer study about people that sleep with yeah. their back to like heavy electronics, like refrigerators. Mm -hmm. Just being in an apartment setting and your bed is against the wall that the refrigerator's on. Well, I guess there's like... There's some really traceable data that that shit is extremely... Yeah. Well, linked to all types of, of bad bad things in the body. I think yeah. just a lot of the unknown with that too, right? Because you think of like even the amount of like, let's say cancers and the amount of like even at all ages or the severities now versus X amount of years ago. Yeah, it's like not it's, getting better. No. We're, we've definitely hit a wall somewhere. So like there's, there's a benefit of having technology, but then obviously the negative aspect is like the unknown of like having 5G towers and well, just wireless look. like stuff going through your walls. And I mean... Even forget that part. Just look at what you experience in your business from technology. People sitting on a couch, people being on their iPad or phone or laptop. It's forced everybody to mess up their posture. And that's from a physical standpoint, right? That's not even talking about who knows an We're internal aspect of what's going on. You know, I mean, if you go back mean, to like the original cell phones, right? Putting the phones to the head and it shows like the yeah. amount of like... Well, we know that all the pioneers of... Uh, of uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, X-ray technology they they didn't fare very well right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they literally fell apart from well the energy has, is going to go standing in front right? of it yeah you know they didn't know that 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 radiation was extremely harmful and uh they all they all died a, a pretty horrible death that's i mean it was a great technology that they built and it's amazing and it's done amazing work for people but they didn't know that you know they were just sitting there with the the thing on bro just hanging out in front of it you know Okay. And we're all guilty of it. I mean, everyone carries a cell phone somewhere. Yep. Oh, like your yeah. cell phone's in your pocket. In where, pocket. And where is that next to? Yeah, it's not a good right. thing. Yeah. I did start wearing EMF underwear. There we go. Did you? G string? <laughs> no. no. Full, full, full boxer full, brief. Full boxer, full boxer okay. brief. But do not go <laughs> through airport security wearing them. Yeah. Why? So if you go through the metal detector, you're golden. You go through the x ray, they can't see anything, so they think you're hiding stuff. Ah, so nice. you go through a great pat down. Did that happen to yeah. you? Yes. Well, Kevin warned me. He's like, don't do it. I was like, the fuck you talking about? 
Kevin's like, I fucking told you, don't do it. <laughs> really, Kev? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said this dude's got something in his pants. <laughs> oh, dude, they spent like, normally it's like a quick pat. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck are you guys here so long? And then like, they showed me the picture and I was you like. You said, you're the one with the big old blacked out dot on, <laughs> yeah. your, on, on your Bend crotch, over. bro. Over, you bro. think I want to be doing this? <laughs> <laughs> Man. Um, but it works. <laughs> before we wrap up, is there any words of advice or anything you would like to leave the listeners or viewers with? I think that, yeah, get healthy, number one, right? I think if anything, Tatcha over the last few years of of our world and what happened is get healthy, like take responsibility for your own health and take some disciplinary action steps to get better. And I think you can never go wrong improving those things for yourself, but also for your family. Yeah. And if that's just a few major or a few minor shifts, like we talked about either nutrition or exercise or sleep, something to improve your quality of health and you're never gonna be upset with the with the outcome of and trying to improve yourself and improve your quality of health because it's gonna make a positive change for yourself and your family. I have one question for the viewers. Um, how does someone find a good chiropractor? You know, aside yeah. from seeing you if you're in Orange County, of course, but no. <laughs> across the country, elsewhere, um, how can? Because, like you said yourself, you've seen seen some good ones, seen some bad ones, and some that are meh. Like anything, right? Like I, if you would go to a restaurant, hey, give it. You have a favorite place to like X Y Z favorite pizza joint, a favorite anything. If you can get like a person that says, hey, I love my chiropractor. He's a, you know, he or she's a great chiropractor. I love my chiropractor. Like if you ask for a referral and they have a great one, I'd always just start there. And then you can then, okay, let me look at his social media or Yelp reviews or Google reviews, whatever. But usually if you get a referral from somebody like, hey, I love XYZ, that's a great starting point for any, anywhere or anybody. Okay. And where can people find yourself? Myself, I'm in Newport Beach. So in Orange County, um, right by John Wayne Airport off the 405, 55, 73. Honestly, yeah. yeah, so close by here. And then obviously from a standpoint, social media, if you want to follow us on there, you can give us a follow. I think it's um, Dr. Dot Jordan Johnson is our handle on most social media platforms. And I'll put it below so there people can yeah. find it. It'll <laughs> <laughs> um, You got any other questions? We covered pillows, but we didn't cover... Should someone, if you're a side sleeper, should you have a pillow between your knees? Yeah, so going back to getting like neutral, right? I think if you're, even if you're on your back, like putting like a thin pillow underneath your knees to take the slack out of your low back. Okay. And then a thinner pillow like underneath your head to stay neutral. And then if you're a side sleeper, the pillow is probably going to be a little bit taller, but you still want to keep your head and your neck neutral. But yeah, like you said, put a pillow like between your knees to keep your pelvis neutral. Okay. And then maybe like a thin a pillow-ish along your chest to keep your torso away from like curling in, but uh -huh. just to stay neutral as well. Really? Interesting. That's and now, is anyone, is anyone perfect? Absolutely not. No. But and do most people move during the course of the night? Yes. But if you can, like, again, go back to, like, hey, when you wake up in the morning, do you feel good or bad? And if you feel bad, let's make sure, make some minor kind of adjustments before you go to bed just to try to set yourself up for success. And then, hey, work on something. Oh, wow, I feel better. I'm sleeping better. I definitely need a better pillow. You're right, because I'm always... Depending on which one I have, I have an orthopedic one as well, but it's hard to sleep on my side with. But I think that I'm definitely getting a little more yeah. action of not being neutral for sure. But you want it to be comfy. You want comfy, to be supportive, yes. right? Like if you sleep on a hard, even if it's, you're neutral and it's hard as a rock, it's not. You're not going to sleep because yeah. it's not comfortable. Yeah, it's finding that balance of yeah, like you want those to find memory, supportive, form. comfy, and yeah. like yeah, no one's perfect. That's not probably attainable or achievable, but as close to that as you can. And then when you wake up, do you feel refreshed, energized? Okay, awesome. And if you don't, well then guess what? 
Let's try to make it some improvements. What do you think the, the thing about hotel beds is? Why do you always feel better when you sleep in a hotel? Depends where, what hotel you're staying at, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, nicer ones, obviously, but I seem to, you, you have any theory on that? Yeah, every time I stay at a Hilton, there's always like a card somewhere that says, oh, if you like the mattress or like the pillows, you can order it from this place. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, there is, huh? Because I'm either at a Hilton or a Marriott. Yeah, and they tend to be like, I feel like I get really refreshed. Yeah, and I spend I don't know if it's a travel or what it is, but it like it, no, 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 there's a difference. There is, right? Uh, is it like an orthopedic type of a mattress I or something? I feel like it's a different mattress, different pillow, and then I don't know if you've ever noticed, but when you lay down on a bed at a hotel, there's different feelings to different pillows, so you can try the different variations. Mm, interesting. And then like super bougie places literally have a pillow menu if you want something else. I mean, I need to stay at nicer hotels then, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the road yeah. 100 plus days a year. I will, so. I will say that as I've aged, um, food, travel, and like, I'll go out of my way to stay at a better hotel. You know, I you, definitely... You don't, you don't get away with those things as much as you get older, right? Yeah, no, I, I you know, when I was young, I was like, whatever, Best Western, Motel I'm going to sleep in the car. And don't get me wrong, yeah. I'll sleep in, if I got to sleep somewhere, I'm going to sleep. I'm a survivalist, but... But I'll go out of my way to find a Something upscale nicer. hotel in any place. It's worth a few extra a dollars, more right? Boutique. Yeah, <laughs> definitely worth the money because you feel better about it afterwards, you know? Well, I was just in Tijuana last week and there was a hotel literally connected to the one I was at and it was an extra 15 bucks a night. I was like, fuck it, let's try it. It's like a night and day difference compared to the last place. 15 bucks. Yeah. That's it, you know? A couple hundred goes a long way. Yeah. Tijuana, that's like... <laughs> <laughs> You're like large, dude. I think it was like 140 bucks a night or something. Yeah, that's not bad. No, compared yeah. to any hotel in America. Okay. Well, Dr. Jordan, um, we appreciate your time. Thank yeah, you thank for you coming. For me, guys. I know you guys appreciate have a busy you schedule. Um, thanks for the the information and the knowledge you shared with all of us and 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 those out there listening. Um, and uh, go see a chiropractor. They'll help improve your quality of health. Yeah, improve your quality of life. Pretty simple. Put it into your practice of your wellness, your health maintenance, routine. health routine. If you're for sure concerned about, um, you know, getting better and and being the best version of yourself. That's 100%. definitely something that could help. And any consistency is better than zero consistency, right? Exactly. I like it. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Like, comment, subscribe. See you on the next one.